Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Left on Red podcast. I am one half of the the co-hosting duo. I'm Evan. I'm joined, as always, by the intrepid Cameron. Cam, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Not much. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, up with you? Nothing going on. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, before we uh, we get into anything, I do think we got to pour one out for our boy Meatball Ron, Ron yep. DeSantis. Yeah. Just now dropped out of uh, dropped out of the uh, the presidential race, mm-hmm. um, and uh, folks, it did not go according to plan for uh, for Meatball Ron uh, and his. Uh, I mean, there are just so many great great moments from this uh, this landmark uh, presidential <laughs> um, uh, uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, you know that he famously kicked it off uh, by. Uh, by trusting in Elon Musk, <laughs> and he kicked it off in the Twitter space, which just like immediately like crashed and burned, and um, you know it took like thirty minutes I think for that even to like start, and like really like that was the moment. I mean I knew Ron was stupid before, but like I think I think anybody who actually trusts in Elon that is uh that that's where you really separate the the morons from just the. Not like the brightest people. Like, there's one thing to, like, you know, be into him, I guess. Then there's another thing to, like, buy a Tesla. And then there's yet a third layer, which is that <clears> you will trust your hundreds of millions of dollars uh, presidential campaign with sure. Elon Musk. You know? It's- yeah. And I, I mean, I think I, I, I will give... Uh... I give I give a lot of people who buy Teslas a, yeah. actually a pretty degree a pretty big degree of like grace there because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of folks there's not any real thought of Elon Musk going into it. I think a lot of people yeah. think like it's just like the whatever best electrical car and they feel like mm-hmm. they're making a positive decision and they seem kind of slick and trendy and whatever. So like yeah, yeah. as like no, a surface I agree level with you thing, I think I think yeah. a lot of Tesla buyers are kind of in that. It's the same as like people who you know, like yours truly, use an iPhone, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there are better phones out there, lots yeah. of phones, and 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 that it are objectively like a better purchase to make. But yeah. you know, you kind of are just like I, I don't know. Yeah, They're but that's bad. like one thousand dollars and not like seventy thousand dollars. Sure. Oh yeah, and I mean, I think it definitely is yeah. a, a sign of of financial privilege. But I think again, that's like why people. Uh, well, buy it. yeah, I mean, and I, I would also I would also separate people <laughs> who bought a Tesla prior to like twenty twenty two. It's sure. <laughs> people who buy Teslas now. I think now. if you bought a Cybertruck, no. Yeah, no, yeah, Cybertruck is immediate no jail. Forgiveness for people. A, a, immediate jail. Immediate, like you should thing, be shunned have, from. It doesn't have the things going for it that I think uh, convince a lot of, yeah. you know, whatever quote unquote innocent Tesla buyers. Yeah, uh, the Cybertruck is also just looks like a pile of garbage. <laughs> so like, yeah. the only reason you would want to buy that is to be like. An edgelord who wants to be like an 80s sci-fi action movie. Like, if you want to be in Total Recall, I guess fine. But that's not a cool... It's not a good... Yeah, being... And yeah, Total Recall, that's cool. But yeah, no, I would not... Yeah, if you buy a Cybertruck... yeah, you 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 deserve to have your family disown you. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I think that's a different level. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, But yeah, and then also, you know, so there's, uh, there's... 
Um, so many great Ron DeSantis moments. Uh, there was him hiring an army of racist teenage gripers mm-hmm. as staffers, uh, one of whom uh, released a video that he then retweeted on the official Ron DeSantis account. That's uh, that right. showed Ron that. marching in front of a fucking Nazi Sonnen yeah, rat like goose, goose stepping. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was also the campaign launch with like the most homophobic video I have ever seen in my life. Um, or just like one of the most homophobic things I've ever seen in my life, which was basically um, a compilation of Donald Trump actually being like pretty moderate on LGBT rights, including uh, like trans rights um, back when he initially ran for president in 2016. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the landscape has changed there for the Republican Party, um, but yeah. Trump did run as a pro-LGBT uh, Republican in 2016, and so it was just like this video, uh, like a compilation of like Donald Trump saying like pro-LGBT stuff, and just like about how terrible this all was and like horrifying. It was like really shockingly homophobic. Um, there was there. You know what I think is kind of homophobic. Well, you're just saying LGBT and, and and leaving out our QIA plus individuals. Yeah, there's only so many letters I'm gonna say LGBT plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but anyway, it starts to become a bit of a mouthful. But uh, yeah, well, <laughs> um, and then uh, there's of course Ron DeSantis wearing fucking. Uh, because he keeps getting made fun of for being like a uh, little manlet. Started wearing like. Uh, the lifted, clearly, yeah, lifts, like, but like, but re- like, like hardcore, like eight inch heels that he right? clearly couldn't walk in, so he's like and shuffling. I, if, you see, if you see the, um, if you see the, uh, like hand drawn diagrams of like yeah. based on his posture, what his legs must look like inside, yeah. he's like on his tippy toes, yeah, like, yeah, like he's wearing like stilettos boots. inside of his boots, yeah, um. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. There's him, like, probably going on Ozempic and losing, like, a bunch of weight and looking, like, even more psychotic. I mean, uh, you know, him telling a little girl that eating, what was it, like, cotton candy would be, like, too much sugar. Yeah. Obviously, there is the story of him eating the fucking pudding with three fingers, just... <laughs> it's just, like, in front of people. I mean, just so many, so many good moments. So, uh, Ron DeSantis, we love you. We will miss you. And, um, I mean, I think the best part is, like, this dude torpedoed his entire national, like, aspirations to run in a primary that he was never going to win. Like, he's, like, he was, like, a pro-Trump guy running in 2024. You had to know that you weren't going to win. Yeah. And then putting it in the hands of Elon Musk and, like I said, a bunch of racist teenage gripers. It was just, uh, just, uh, just a master class. Ron, we love you. We cannot wait to see what you'll do next. <laughs> dude i yeah it's he's gonna end up being like some sort of color commentator for like fox or something it's, i don't know it's... because here's the thing with ron like i like i obviously i would say the vast majority of politicians probably hate people <laughs> yeah that's why they get into it uh, but i mean like there's stuff like where donald trump hates people but he likes to be around them you know what i mean Yes, but then he, like, he with like Ron DeSantis, things yeah. from them. But Ron yeah. doesn't. Ron, Ron clearly hates everybody. Ron has the charisma of like a fucking lump of coal, dude. Yeah, he's that... he's, he's so clearly unable to connect with yeah. other people on any level. Yeah, even if it's like a, a manipulative one, like yeah, he's he can't absorbing even absorbing yeah. from them to self actualize, like Bill Clinton or something. Like yeah, yeah, he or Donald Trump. He doesn't yeah. even have that. Like. I can, you know, how I can genuinely picture Ron. Yeah. Do you remember in the movie Get Out 
when yeah. like and you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen the fucking 2017 yeah. film get out yeah but um when you finally see like the 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 white girlfriend who's been mm-hmm. tricking the protagonist the whole time like yeah. in her real element and she's like sitting in her room eating dry cereal one piece at a time and then taking yeah. tiny sips of milk just yeah. with like vacant eyes that's yeah. like some ron DeSantis in private shit yeah. like i bet he just sits there and eats like he like breaks one dry corn chip up into like little pieces and then eats that like you know <laughs> drinks a you stare so with doing the Kubrick stare too just just at, but at like a blank wall at a yeah. blank wall <laughs> yeah like yeah with like, just like I, with like a like a sustained brown noise note yeah because in the background it, and something. people said yeah because there was also the story of him being on like a plane ride and the entire time he just sat there and stared at the seat in front of him he didn't listen to anything he didn't watch nothing he wasn't reading nothing Dude. he just literally just fucking raw dogged a plane trip <laughs> Oh, <God>. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> but like, yeah, finally, so a break from yeah, a break from the the, the mundane realities of my existence. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, yeah no. I think to want that job to be that type of person, yeah. you have to be. And this is you know a, a, a highly unoriginal point here, but yeah, you can't be like a normal person and yeah. reach that level of politics. Yep, um, I agree. Yep. I mean, I don't think you can be a normal person and really participate in any level of politics, but agreed. <laughs> uh, but especially at that level, like all yeah. humanity has to have been just scraped from oh, you yeah. with a grapefruit spoon, like, yeah. and you're just a husk. Yeah, yeah. Blowing yeah. in the direction of some sort of fetid wind that that you know some person like you know you know who I think probably has feelings and 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 has wants and desires is someone like a mitch mcconnell i think they're evil feelings probably oh yeah Um, yeah probably they're they're, they're black dark evil unspeakable but like the people like that are the people that actually have like wants and desires and goals they're like the fucking evil black sorcerers who are directing but then you've got ron DeSantis who like who's just like a dog brain he's just like a fucking (laughs) golem yeah he's like a he's a he just stares at the wall and there's and there's nothing going on in between the ears i mean yeah i mean like like a whatever like a golem not golem from lord of the rings who had You know, I don't want to fucking slander our boy. Yeah, he had like wants. That. He, he, that was, he famously he had something. Saying. He famously had a big want. He had, but, um, he had something, at least one thing that he yeah. really cared about. But yeah, no, it's like Ron DeSantis. I think I think he legitimately hates other people. I think he legitimately can't stand being around other people. Yeah. And here's the real kicker: he can't even fake it. And yeah. it's just like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. do you just have you just never thought about doing something else? Yeah, like, right. He's like one of those who's like, as a kid, was like, "I'm going to be president," and just kept believing. Didn't it. realize that he that he stopped wanting it at like five years old. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like you know when I was a kid, I always said I wanted to be a marine biologist, but at a certain point, I realized that I was not smart enough uh, to do that. So yeah. instead, here at you know I do this. Yeah, uh, which is like the guys who this is you know this is the plan C for for decently smart guys is shit like this yeah a self-produced podcast about stuff i'm interested in that i just can talk at the world with yeah with my equally fucking smart but you know yeah 
fucked up and <laughs> fucked up in years past. <laughs> I'm not knocking our intelligence, but no, know. but but both of us made Something's some decisions. Missing. Both Something's of us made decisions there. in formative years that have yeah. led right. to us being here choices. and not choices. something else. It's just all about choices, and I think <laughs> yep. that there are plenty of people out there who might not know as much about Genghis Khan, but yep. uh, they're doing great with like the fucking yep. landscaping business that they run themselves yeah. yeah there's a reason i'm living in a 600 square foot studio apartment <laughs> yeah but it seems sweet though i mean it, does, it is pretty sweet I don't yeah to be a, but my, my bed negative. is my couch right now so there is that i have to get a couch but yeah um but anyway or, yeah or, so or uh, conversely you could get a bed what what's that you could get a bed i have a bed right but bed is, is, it a, is it a futon no, gee, I'm a th- I'm a 34 year old man. I'm not sleeping on a food. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I thought you were saying you were like your bed and well, anyway. Oh no 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 yeah no my my bed. I understand. You're just sitting. On- oh, your back. Yeah. You need something with the back on it. Yeah yeah. I got you. You get yourself a fucking sweet like an armchair in there, dude. What? Oh oh, I have the grandpa chair. Okay. I, I that that was at my last place. The last tenants left mm-hmm. it. At my last place, and my cat likes to sleep on it. Do you so think that was their cuck here. chair? Oh, this oh, I might like this chair more now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess Sancho does lay there when I have sex, so it kind of is the cuck chair. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So, so it doesn't get a lot of use is what you're saying? No, that's Sancho's chair. I. Uh, what, yeah, you, you, missed, well, you missed what I said. You said he likes uh, to sit there when you have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, got my ass there. <laughs> Fastest guns in the east. Um. Anyway, let's start the show. R.I.P. Ron. Yeah, let's All right. So anyway, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. Yeah. Now, now that we've done the post mortem on Ron DeSantis's uh, uh, political career, let's yep. do a post mortem on some hacked apart penises. Okay. <laughs> so today, uh, to <laughs> so I, I guess I, I really just... feel like this is just because you were like, well, Cam did an episode about drinking piss. What's how can I top that with something disgusting? Well, you did it. Well, no. So if if you'll. I will explain the impetus of this episode if you would let me get to it. But uh, I guess me doing it now, yeah, maybe it is a nice compendium piece to your piss episode. But the impetus for this one goes back last summer when I first read this piece. But anyway, um, so I I will now start at the beginning of my episode. And first things first, uh, if it wasn't already obvious... 
from the description of this episode in the show notes. Um, I'm just going to give out a content warning here that this entire episode will be about penis enlargement surgery and the horrors of its being botched, uh, which seem quite widespread. Um, so don't get mad at me because you've all been fairly warned. And tomorrow we come back and we cut off your Johnson. Excuse me? I said we cut off your Johnson! <clears throat> all right, so this is from a Texas Monthly article, The Big Penis War. Uh, by Michael Ugh, Hardy. I'm gonna hate this. <laughs> this uh, I this don't is... like this stuff at all. Just for the listeners, so if you notice that I'm <laughs> grossed out, it's like not a bit. I, th- I am not excited for this episode. I'm so excited. I know Evan is excited because he's. I've been planning this episode for like yeah, but Evan is also like uh, one of, is you know like many young, I think particularly young men of our age. Yeah. Evan was unfortunately inundated early in the world of like uh, online beheading videos yeah and yeah. like you know just this is true has had his innocence sandblasted away yeah and i think i just held on to mine a little longer yeah. a little soft i mean boy. and i do i do love the films of david cronenberg you know what i, I mean know. i do I know. and uh obviously Racerhead's my favorite movie more body horror but um yeah so this episode's basically just He's a certain body type horror. of guy folks <laughs> yeah uh, it's sicko <laughs> uh so from this Texas Monthly article, The Big Penis Horror by Michael Hardy. Mm-hmm. Hardy? I know. I, I, was, I wasn't even going to make the low-hanging uh, joke. The low-hanging, the low-hanging joke. joke? Yeah. The lo- <laughs> but I'm glad that you I'm glad that you did it. Um, Thanks. All right, so the 43-year-old patient lay unconscious on the operating table, arms outstretched as if nailed to a cross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> An oxygen tube snaked out of his mouth. And wires ran from patches on his chest to an electrocardiogram machine, which tracked his heartbeat with a metronomic pulse. He was a portly man, 220 pounds, a few inches shy of six feet. And his new torso was covered in a blue sheet, except for a square opening that framed his groin. A surgical technician stood to the man's right, using a metal clamp to pull tight the loose skin of his scrotum. Across the table, James Ellis, a cherubic urologist with a thick Persian accent, switched on his his electrosurgical scalpel. Bending over the patient, the 74-year-old physician made a shallow, crescent-shaped cut at the base of his penis with the pen-like instrument, which uses a high-frequency electric current to burn through tissue. A thin plume of white smoke and the acrid smell of singed skin rose from the incision. As the surgical tech held the cut open with a retractor, Ellis worked the gloved finger inside the scrotal sack and up the shaft of the penis. Then, like a magician performing sleight of hand, he deftly flipped the penile skin inside out to reveal a tubular milky white organ about the size of a forefinger. Mm-hmm. This is the penis without the skin, Ellis told me. It looked like some sightless creature found in the ocean depths where sunlight never penetrates. Setting the penis down, he picked up a translucent silicone sheath that opened along one side like a hot dog bun. Ellis squeezed the device to demonstrate its flexibility. The panuma, a portmanteau of penis new man, is the world's first and only FDA-cleared cosmetic penile implant. Since patenting the invention in 2002, Ellis has implanted thousands of panumas at his private practice in Beverly Hills, California, where I was observing the surgery. The prosthetic goes beneath the penile skin, adding up to two inches of girth. <laughs> Sorry, but pa- panuma? Yeah. Penis new man. Like, adding, adding up to two inches of girth. 
It comes in five sizes, ranging from large to extra, extra large. Nobody, Ellis explained, wants a medium. So, so it, does it add length, too? Oh, yeah, length and girth. The prosthetic goes means adding up to two inches of girth, but you but it, you didn't say anything about length. How much length does it add? Well, that depends on the size, yeah. Yeah, but so, I'm, it's, you just wrote it adds up to two inches of I girth. I didn't write that. I'm reading from the article. Oh, okay. So so we'll get more into the panuma in a minute. The uh, penis that, new I, man. Yeah, so as oh, I said, that, what oh, I just read oh. comes from an article called The Big Penis War in Texas Monthly by Michael Hardy. Um, okay. So anyway, today, folks... Uh, we are descending, this is me now, uh, we are descending into a realm governed not by man or God, but by the infernal beasts of Satan, a world forgotten by the light of Christ, shrouded in a miasma of quacks and snake oil salesmen. That's right, we are discussing cosmetic penis enlargement surgeries, most especially the Panuma surgery. God damn, dude. <laughs> dude, it's, just wait. Um, now, penis enlargement has been a, an obsession of people since, well, all of written history. The Kama Sutra suggests rubbing your dick with wasp venom to induce swelling. There are, indige there are indigenous Amazonian tribes that used snake bites. Polynesian men have been observed stretching their dicks with weights, a practice seen across the globe. And there's even jelking, which is basically jelking, just... Jelking, <laughs> right? Is basically... Isn't that just where you, like... like... Just yeah, you just get like a tight jack, grip at the shaft, off real tight, or and something. you just like pull up on your dick. Yeah, it can be really dangerous. The... Yeah, you can like yeah, if you do it with a full erection, you can like burst a blood vessel or something. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's. Just I've never been jack. so fucking fine with the size of my dick. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All this stuff sounds horrible. Yeah, seriously, dude. Just like whatever, man. Hanging weights from it. Yeah, fucking fucked, dude. Um, so anyway, yeah, people with penises have, throughout history, wanted their shit bigger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is Panuma? As the article said, it is a portmanteau of the words penis new man. And reading about it is like living in a body horror films. And folks, this surgery is not cheap, as it comes in at a whopping fifteen to $20,000, and is, of course, not covered by health insurance. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> uh... My, my introduction to this was from uh, this ProPublica article in June 2023 by Ava Kaufman called Inside the Secretive World of Penile Enlargement. And uh, it is a very long, long-form article uh, that is warning people uh, who are unaware of, like, the dangers of this surgery and the guy who came up with it and uh, teaches other people how to do it. And um, so... Again, so I'll be reading from ProPublica Pro right now, this ProPublica article. They wanted it because they'd just gone through a bad breakup and needed an edge in the volatile dating market. Hand because, up. I have a question right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. If you feel like you need an edge in the volatile dating market, I don't think like a fucking surgically mutilated cock is going to do it. Also, if you're at the point where the cock is being presented, haven't you already... You've already succeeded. succeeded. Yeah, you, you're there, bro. Like, I mean, I, unless we're talking about the types of guys who like are just are constantly ta like talking up their shit. Yeah, and, and are sick of girls being like, "Dog, you said this was nine inches, and now it's fucking." And this five, is four. Pissed, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, but that's like, that's why I always just stick to the the beautiful advice that Evan gave me. Yeah, which you recall. 
Yeah. It's your advice, so you can you share You tell them small, they see medium, think large. It's And I will tell you, it's <laughs> fabulous. The amount of times I've heard, oh, that's not so bad. It's yeah. fucking, it's the best. It's great yeah. advice. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm looking anyway. at the Panuma. <laughs> dude, look at what it looks like. It literally does look like a hot dog bun, dude. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you, yeah, the diagrams are hysterical, dude. You can, you can get your shit looking fucking fat, man. It's like, dude, like a fucking tuna can or like a fucking uh, can of beans or something like that. Now I just came across a thing where sometimes with dudes, your urethra is on your balls. That's different. What? I don't know how I got to that. But yeah, the Panuma, it's just a, it's a sheath. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Implant you literally you, you put your penis inside. But of, I don't uh, think that it increases your length. Uh, it, it it increases flaccid length. It won't really increase your erect length. Okay, I was gonna say it just keeps your dick like stretched out. That sounds really uncomfortable, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. If your yeah. shit can't like nestle up inside you for warmth. Yeah. Oh, dude. Wait until I get to the stories. All um, right. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, going back to it, okay. they wanted it because they'd just gone through a bad breakup and needed an edge in the volatile dating market because porn had warped their sense of scale mm-hmm. because they'd been in a car accident. Or we're looking to fix a curve, or we're hoping for a little software upgrade. Because I cra- they were- I crashed into a telephone pole, dick and my balls dick first. got all fucked up. Uh, because they were not having a milk knife crisis, because they were, and quote, it was cheaper than a Bugatti Veyron. Because after five kids, their wife couldn't feel them anymore. Because they'd been molested as a child and still remembered the laughter of the adults in the room. What because the fuck? They- yeah, because they couldn't forget a past Imagine talk. molesting a kid, like a kid. You're already the type of person who's like that disgusting. You're going to molest a kid. God. And then you're going to make fun of how small their dick is, dude. Like, it's a kid. Aren't you into that? You shouldn't be surprised that a kid has a small dick. What an insane scenario. I can't even fucking wrap my head around that. Imagine being that much of a piece of shit. You're like, yeah, I just molested this little boy. Also, like, while we're at it, your shit's You wouldn't mad, believe how tiny his small, dick bro. was. Like, your shit's yeah. mad small, dude. Also, like, while we're here. Like, yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, look at this fucking idiot. Also, like, I've had better. Like, dude. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so bad. Um, because the level like, of depravity. It is shocking. Yeah. Um, Sorry to any listeners that that's happened. I can't do Like. Because they couldn't forget a passing comment their spouse made in 1975. Because despite the you objections, know, I wish your dick had a bun wrapped around it. No, like surgically, so it was forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was weird that she said that. I yeah. feel like I'm going to internalize that. Yeah, <laughs> because Can't despite wait till they invent something that you can fucking. Beat Thirty years final. later, you're just like, thank you. Finally, <laughs> I thought I just dreamed that. No, oh, oh, thank God, a fucking a bun I can put my dick inside of, but inside of my dick. Um. Okay, so because, uh, because despite the objections of their couple's therapist, they believe it would bring them closer to their, quote, sex-obsessed husband, who then had an affair that precipitated their divorce. Because they'd stopped changing in locker rooms, stopped peeing in urinals, stopped having sex. Because who wouldn't want it? 
Honestly, yeah, for me, I stopped changing in locker rooms when I went to a gym that a lot of old men frequented, and they would just let their fucking shit. Yeah, like, guys, dude, I remember. Old, there's a lot of old dude, guys that I like, and they like to make eye contact with you. Oh, dude, I remember. Out. So there was a brief period of time uh, many years ago where I'd go to the gym before work. And so, like, I would be there at, like, 5 a.m. And, like, dude, I remember one time I walked into the locker room, and there's just this fucking old, crusty old bastard sitting there. He's got one leg up on the bench. Yeah. Buck oh, fucking yeah. naked. Oh, and dude, and dude, he's got Every he's got gold bond baby locker. powder. Dude, he's got gold bond baby powder and oh. he's just blah, 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 blah. like yeah. right like dude, he's fucking putting his shit and, in like, a goddamn look, cloud of smoke. It's fine. It's just it, every guy who's ever every person who's ever been in a men's <laughs> yeah. locker room has knows yeah. probably what we're talking about. There's yeah. a certain type of older gentleman who probably he publicly wants to wouldn't his admit shit. this, but yeah, there, there's a level of exhibitionism to the way that <laughs> yeah. they handle themselves. He'll Lagrim. talk to you with his hands on his hips oh, and yeah. one leg Hip up on the bench. Forward. They just they're just like, no, look at it. No, yeah, look, look at, at my yeah, look at like, my fucking slimy right. uncircumcised. Like, you know dick, I'm yeah. gonna. Like you know I'm gonna look <laughs> yeah. at it. But like, yeah, dude, I feel just the one guy, But just this one guy, and he just had this bottle of gold bond baby powder and he's just blah. And can you imagine being that guy and you finally go back to the locker room at the gym and like immediately like another person's like, hey, wow, you know, you know, you're looking girthier than you used to. Is your flaccid Have you added two inches to your flaccid girth? Did you always have a dick that was that long flaccid with a with a noticeably increased girth? And he's like, no, this is how I've always been. Hey, when did you get that? When did you get that pepper mill in between your legs? Yeah, pissing out a urinal. It's like, you know. Your cock is pretty fat, considering your... So, I was just checking out your watch, but once I was down there, I saw... (laughs) You're looking real girthy. I was checking out that fucking Little Debbie's devil dog you got hanging down there. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, dude, shit rocks. Keep up the good work. Dude, cool penis, man. Cool penis. Sick cock, dude. (laughs) Wow, four inches flaccid? It must be way bigger hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so Mick, uh, just back to the ProPublica article, yeah, yeah, Mick, yeah. his middle name, wanted a bigger penis because it, he believed it would allow him to look in the mirror and feel satisfied. He had trouble imagining what shape the satisfaction would take since it was something he'd never actually experienced. Well, I would imagine it's like kind of fucking cylinder-shaped. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Small and dark-haired, he'd found his adolescence to be a gauntlet of humiliating comparisons to classmates who were blonde and blue-eyed, to his half-brothers who were older and taller and heterosexual, to the hirsute men in his stepfather's Hasidic community who wore big beards and billowing frock coats. After he reached puberty, late in his estimation, he grew an impressive beard of his own, and his feelings of inadequacy concentrated on his genitals. <laughs> Scratch beard off the list. Now you're All right, good. Beard, but I still got this tiny dick, dude. <laughs> still got this fucking two-inch pincher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> none of Mick's romantic partners ever commented on his size, but his preoccupation had a way of short-circuiting the mood. He tried several kinds of self-acceptance therapy without success. Well, he women, to... women are really nice, so no comments probably does indicate that there was some sort of... Well, he's he's gay. Oh, men are... Yeah, it says because... Men are not nice, so Because it says earlier that he was embarrassed that his older right. brothers were taller right. and heterosexual. And heterosexual. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That might be fair, then. It, yeah. Because I don't know. I've never dated men, but... I feel like no. men would be more likely to let you know. But maybe yeah, I'm but wrong. like, hey, your shit's tiny, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
Okay, so he tried several kinds of self-acceptance therapy without success. Whenever he went to the bathroom, there it was, mocking him like an evil root. Instead of the fixation. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> this guy needs a therapist, not a fucking penile implant. It gets in there and grows like a tree, but I think everybody has that on some level about something. After high school, Mick decided to study art and moved to Berkeley, California, where his mother had spent her hippie years. Eventually landing in Seattle, he supported his life as an artist by working in the hospitality industry. His paintings often depicted a human body glowing, as if transfigured in a geometric landscape. Over the years, Mick so just like with... fucking Tool album covers. Yeah, yeah, he's literally just doing the expanding head. Uh, yeah, brain like uh, like oh, fucking maybe uh, what's that? Maybe Born of Osiris will pay me 50, <laughs> 50 bucks for this one. Yeah. Um, over the years, Mick kept up with advances in male augmentation, but wasn't thrilled by the options. The gains from a vacuum pump were fleeting. Hanging weights from the end of his shaft seemed like a painful investment for an uncertain result. And having a surgeon snip his suspensory ligament, which promised an additional inch or so, could lead to wobblier erections. Wobbly? Yeah so, yeah, so just as a quick aside here, but that snipping of the suspensory ligament is what keeps your erection on the uh, straight and narrow, so to speak. So, so you might be hard, but it'll just be kind of fucking... Yeah, just moving all over the place, dude. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so snipping that means that's what blood... like That's what like, keeps it like... All right, well, yeah. yeah. We want, so we snipping want that, that means... Yeah, so yeah, we, we want that. We want... We want um, a good foundation to our erections. Mm -hmm. um, so snipping that means your boy is just going to be flying all over the place during sex. So this just leads to a whole host of other problems during sex, and can also lead to a or a brutal snapping of the of your reaction of your erection, which you know, ouch. I know somebody. I just talked to somebody yeah. that that happened to. Yeah, so that that would be more likely to happen if you snip that. Because like, said the that they were having the sex and the other person was on top. Yeah, and the next thing they know, they just heard like a. <laughs> Like, and <laughs> then like felt like a, and then they had the other person jump off and and blood was just pouring out of <laughs> their dick and uh they thought at first that they'd hurt hurt the the woman that they were with and she was fine and but no, realized, just oh my god there's blood pouring out of my urethra and yeah bro like broke his <laughs> broke his dick it's fine now but uh yeah uh. he said it was extremely painful and like every yeah. like peeing hurt any kind of erection hurt yeah. for like a while yeah Oof. so yeah don't do that yeah um, don't don't get the just keep the fucking whatever you've got you should be happy with it unless i mean yeah. assuming you want unless, to have a penis yeah but uh if you've got a penis and you like that you're a penis having person yeah uh, just, just leave it just be happy leave it alone that's yeah. your special little friend yeah, that's your that's your Johnson. And I'll be honest with you, man. There's someone out there that's into it. Yeah, seriously, that's hitting somebody just right. You know just what I mean, right, dude? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I mean, unless so, you got like a real small. One. Yeah, unless you have a micro dick, and then I don't think the penum is going to help you because you probably yeah. just don't even have enough. You skin You could in there. get a job for one of those like shame porn sites, though. Where yeah, like, you it's, could. Yeah. It's all about how fucked up and small it is. Yeah, where you could just like use two fingers to jack. I off. couldn't get hired by one of those. No. Yeah, mine's yeah, my dick is too normal for porn on mm -hmm. the high or low end, you know. Um, anyway, back to the article in ProPublica. It wasn't until the spring of 2019, when he was 36, that he came across something appealing: a silicone implant shaped like a hot dog bun that could be inserted just under the skin of the penis to increase its girth and flaccid length. The device, called the Penuma, had been invented by James Ellis, a silver-haired urologist who has been described on TMZ as the Thomas Edison of penis surgery. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd rather be the Nikola Tesla of Phoenix. Yeah, I would. Personally. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Edison was a punk bitch. Yeah, um, dude. And he used to electrocute. I wonder how yeah. many animals this guy's killed with the pneumonia. Yeah, how many monkey dicks did this dude mutilate before? Snap he off. <laughs> It accidentally <laughs> sent an elephant's cock shooting 45 feet straight in the air. <laughs> oh, Alice's procedure was touted as reversible, and according to a Raptorus article in GQ, more than a thousand men had already undergone it. It was also, as far as Mick could tell, the only genital enhancement on the market to have received the blessing of the FDA. The basic operation would cost $15,000, roughly half of Mick's life savings, Though he added in a pair of discounted testicular implants. <laughs> seven what the grand fuck? More. Did he not dude, have like, Why would you want bigger balls, dude? Those things are already have... in the way enough, as is. That, I mean, I feel like this this poor person had some yeah. serious body image issues. Yeah. I got, look, I, at the end of the day, like I, I think for a long time I was one of these people who was always yeah. like, you know, really really vocal about like, oh, I don't understand why people get so much yeah. cosmetic surgery and this and that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, like, a, it's think, a it's a body dysmorphia. Issue, yeah, you know? and I think that if you, it's your own body, and I think that if you don't if have makes the right happy. To, to do that, then what do you have the right to, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, it's it's not it's got nothing to do with what I think, right? But yeah, when it comes to like, I mean, I don't know. This just seems so like uh, when I it mean, comes to stuff that's that's potentially like irreversible or can cause serious damage. I, you know, I don't know. I just think it's it's something that yeah. makes I mean, me make, squirm, basically. Yeah, Not that I think you shouldn't do it, because I think make that's... no mistake, make no mistake. <laughs> I think this James Ellis dude is a fucking charlatan and a snake oil salesman. Yeah, and he's yeah. profiting and taking advantage of people with body dysmorphia issues to run up the fucking tab. Yeah, well, that's why I think of this guy. Um, yeah, so like, because it looks it, just like a like a water like a little piece of plastic water bottle with like a one of the sides. It looks like something like I would never want anywhere near. I wouldn't want it near dick. the outside of my dick. Yeah. Yeah. My dick is staying away from that thing. I mean, I guess um, I wouldn't mind it near the outside of my dick, but I would never intentionally. I would lo- I would keep an eye on it, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, in case it tried to burrow in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a fucking little, like a little worm or something. Whenever life gets you down, keeps you wearing a frown, and the gravy train has left you behind. And when you're all out of hope, down at the end of your rope, and nobody's there to throw you a line. If you ever get so low that you don't know which way to go, come on and take a walk in my shoes. Never worry about a thing, got the world on a string, cause I've got the cure for all of my blues. I take a look at my enormous penis And my troubles start a-melting away I take a look at my enormous penis And the happy times are coming to stay I gotta sing and I dance when I glance in my pants And the feeling's like a sunshiny day I take a look at my enormous penis Everything is going my way.
Faut qu'il en fasse pas de pas tu me Like a sunshiny day, I take a look at my enormous penis. Saying everything is going my way. My cows are monsters. Everything is going my way. Everything is going my way. Size doesn't matter. Everything is going my way. So, so like, as a, you know, uh, like we were just saying, not to pile on this poor guy, because he does clearly have body dysmorphia issues. And, you know, in my opinion, this doctor is preying on his issues. But, like, who the fuck wants bigger balls, man? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, they're already enough in the way as it is. Yeah. Like, does he want to be like Randy Marsh in that South Park episode where he's just got his balls in a wheelbarrow? Yeah, Integrity Farms. <laughs> when he yeah. Gets, when he gets cancer. And yeah, like, he puts his balls in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's walking around smoking J's. Yeah, come on, man. Um, but yeah, so back to the article. He put down a deposit, told his long-distance boyfriend that he was taking a work trip. I mean, he already had a boyfriend, too. Like Right, like somebody who loved him. Like, And, and he's going to lie about like a major change to his fucking... Yeah. Their physical relationship. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, he, he told me he was taking a work trip and on a sunny morning in September, arrived at Ellis' office in Beverly Hills. A framed copy of the GQ story, cover line, We Have Huge News About Your Manhood, hung on the wall of the exam room. Ellis strode in, directed Mick to drop his pants, and rolled Mick's scrotal sack appraisingly between his fingers, <laughs> as, though, as though it were a piece of fruit at a market stall. That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He rolled uh, Mick's scrotal sack appraisingly between his fingers, as though it were a piece of fruit Checking at a for blemishes. Stall. Yeah. Ellis hands, ripeness. yeah. Ellis hands seemed uh, hands seemed reassuringly delicate, but Mick wanted to see the implant before it was put inside him. The surgeon clicked open a briefcase containing three translucent sheaths: large, extra large, and extra extra large. The device felt stiff to Mick's touch, but Ellis told him that over time, it would soften to the consistency of a gummy bear. So I don't know about you guys, but my dick, when it's flaccid, does not feel like a gummy bear. <laughs> like. That still, like? too, that still seems too. That still seems too. Those gummy bears are kind of hard. That still no, seems too hard. No, I know what hard. a gummy bear feels like, but I'm just realizing I don't know if I've ever like given much thought to. That yeah, still seems too hard. I yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the consultation lasted about five minutes. Mick recalled, he signed a stack of consent forms and releases, including one that said his consultation had lasted more than an hour. Rewind. It lasted five minutes. Yeah, yeah go back um and another promising quote not to disclose under any circumstance his quote relationship with dr james j ellis the operation took place the same morning in an outpatient clinic up the street in the pre-op room awaiting his turn he watched rush hour in its entirety on a flat screen tv i mean no that's not nice at least this part of the The first rush hour yeah i mean the first two rush hour movies are fucking killer yeah i've never seen the third 
Uh, I saw it in theaters when it came out, and I remember not liking it. And if, like, 17-year-old me wasn't impressed with a Jackie Chan movie, not it's probably not great. Yeah. (laughs) I was still at the tail end, but pretty prime Jackie Chan fan at 17. Yeah. So when the surgery was over, Mick, still groggy from the general anesthesia, took an Uber to a Motel 6 near the airport, where he spent the next five days alone on his back and his penis mummy-wrapped in gauze. Morning erections were excruciating. (laughs) Uh, sharp jolts seized his crotch whenever he peed, which he could uh, do only by leaning over the bathtub. So he couldn't even piss in the sink like a normal guy. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, he'd anticipated some discomfort, but when he changed his gauze, he was startled to see the corners of the implant protruding under the skin like a misplaced bone. Back in Seattle, the Panuma's edges continued to jut out, particularly on the right side. Motherfucker didn't even put it in straight. Although the so testicular, although the testicular implants looked fine. Wait, it wasn't breaking through the skin, right? He could just see like the corners of it. Not at this point, though. No. Not at this point. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> uh, he decided not to tell his boyfriend about the operation. Talking to him would only make it seem more real, and he wasn't yet prepared to entertain the possibility that he'd made a terrible mistake. When he emailed Ellis's clinic, the staff urged patients, counseling him that he was quote continuing to heal as we expect. Then he began to lose sensation. I know it's been just three weeks, and I'm following by the letter all the instructions, but I'm a bit concerned about the look of it, as you have seen in the pictures he wrote, Ellis. It's been 70 days since surgery, and yet it feels like a shrimp, he wrote in November. I'm so sorry for another email, he wrote in December, but I'm freaking out about the fact I have zero sensitivity in my penis. Being totally numb is normal, as mentioned in the past, correct? He asked later that month. It will pass, correct? So... I first came across this ProPublica article back in the summer and read it rapturously in a state of abject horror and shock. This, of course, was right around the same time as the very cool and good submersible implosion. Just an incredible one-two punch of stories. So while the submersible one, as we can all remember, took up much of my interest at the time, I stored this article away, intending to do an episode on the Panuma in time. And now, here in the doldrums of winter 2024, I feel the time is now. Let's pull back our penile sheaths and gaze into the abyss. Of the Panuma, which we are now becoming acquainted with. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you looked at the before and after pics on their website? No. Send me that. I want to see this. Some of these things look fucking insane. Yeah. You have to you have to acknowledge that you're over eighteen because they're pictures of real hogs. Yeah, I am over eighteen. Yes, proceed. Here's the thing. Some of these dudes have fucking nice fucking dongs. Like, not whatever. Yeah. Like, they're normal looking. Yeah, why Why would you? They don't have a single. I mean, some of these changes are crazy, though. Yeah. Like, a yeah. lot of the afters look fucked up. Yeah. Like, why would these guys want this? Like, they had normal ass looking penises, and all of a sudden they got these fucking. Fucked up hogs. Nasty looking elephant trunks hanging off of them. Dude, yeah. Sorry, man. That doesn't. No. No, thank you. Yeah, one of these is really fucking weird looking. Uh, the first one's <laughs> insane. Yeah, we're just looking at pictures of dicks now, folks. Um, yeah, which so is anyway. far. I mean, that's the episode. No. Yep. The All right. So, uh, so uh, who is Doctor Ellis? Right. So Doctor Ellis is a uro- urologist that has dedicated his life to making dudes' dicks and balls bigger. Uh, he created the Panuma implant as now and has now introduced the next gen, his branding Panuma. 
he he literally introduces the, in his website he calls this the next gen of the panuma the him plant <laughs> the evolved successor to panuma oh my god uh both the panuma and the him plant as marketed are marketed as being removable should men realize they don't like the sensation or as we will see the possible lack of such but dr ellis's website states quote most men are highly satisfied with the results it is constructed of medical-grade silicone, which is similar to implants used in other cosmetic enhancements. Sure, okay. That sounds better. Yeah, including silicone buttock and chin implants. I, I, did, I guess I never realized chin implants were a thing, too, which is very funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever considered it? No, I have not. I know I don't have a very sharp jawline. Well, if you, need, if you need, like, a loan or anything, it's... I'm just saying maybe for the future of the podcast, maybe it's something we could consider. I've been considering getting my nipples uh, smaller. A nipple reduction? Yeah. That's actually probably the only... Um, Increase the sex appeal of the podcast. That's probably the only cosmetic surgery I would actually do if I just like had disposable income to spend on shit like that. Yeah. And even that, like, I'm just totally fine. Like, yeah, I, I'm happy. With uh, yeah, it. I'm also I, um, joking. I've never thought you had a small chin. You have like a normal chin. Uh, thank you. You I just mentioned it. chin implants, and I was like, here's an opportunity mm. to be hilarious. I could, <laughs> I could get a better jawline, but you know, whatever. Oh well, yes. Yeah, so, so could we both. You know, I could. <laughs> I wish my jawline looked how it did fucking ten years ago. Oh, even no, I'm saying even when I was skinny, I didn't have the. Oh, you, you have know, a normal. I think you have a normal jawline. Square. I'm not. I'm no uh, Norman Finkelstein. You know. Um, what's the, who's it? Matt Reif, that fucking comedian that got a lot of heat for whatever having a bad special. You know who I'm talking about? No. That dude's got a fucking jawline. Oh, it's insane, really? actually. It's an insane jawline. <clears throat> yeah. It looks weird to me. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Um. But anyway, yeah. So uh, as this website states, uh, results may vary, and any possible complications, benefits, risks, and alternatives, including treatment options other than surgery, can be gone over ahead of time. Again, this is like a five-minute consultation with this poor Mick fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mick was his name. I'm not being racist to the Irish. Well, he's not Irish. He's he's. Right. I'm just saying this poor Mick fellow. Oh yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, this I fucking limey bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, I I myself am Irish, so I could say that if I wished. Um, I am a poor Mick fellow. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so this sounds great. Um, and again, according to Dr. Ellis' own site, the features of implant include enhanced appearance and natural feel. These are all bullet points on his website, mm-hmm. and I was dying laughing at this. Enhanced appearance and natural feel. No interference with normal penis function in an extensive clinical study. Made of medical-grade silicone. Potential increases in a penis's flaccid length and width. Like, why the fuck do you care what the flaccid length is? I don't get this. Yeah. Well, I get it. I mean, look, I think these are guys that have serious yeah. body image issues already. Yeah, but yeah. Like, you know, the, the the flaccid appearance of your dick does vary, especially yeah. depending on temperature. Like, it's mm-hmm. cold right now. I'm sure mine looks. Oh, mine, mine's hysterical. like a little little prickadillo right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. fucking <laughs> mine's gonna be fucking uh, shriveled up like a fucking hermit crab or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an acorn glued to the front of my yeah. torso. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so like I get it, but like. Yeah. I think most people that have sex yeah. with people with penises understand that, like, yeah. it changes. Yeah. Hey, man, give it a little fucking... Yeah. Yeah, get, yeah. Get, give it a little what for, and it'll, yeah. it'll get... Well, <laughs> it'll and again, grow. obviously, we don't mean to exclude those of us who never leave the fucking acorn stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crick, um, uh, but hey, un- for those of you who have that, you know, you can always uh, call Dr. Ellis. 
Yeah, un- uncritical support for um, uh, the small penis havers out there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, again, another uh, bullet point. Customized by Dr. Ellis to your individual anatomy. Mm-hmm. And the last one, removable. I did that one just cracked me up just being one word. Um, but yeah, so I'm fucking dying here. This dude sounds like a total quack. And I don't know, me personally, I don't care how my shit looks when it's flaccid. As long as it gets the job done when the money is on the line, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, but again, dysmorphia is real. And this dude, Mick, he seems... Or this uh, dude, uh, the Just to clarify, what Evan like means when he says on. when the money's on the line is he's talking yeah. about the times where he's surrounded by foreign businessmen and they're throwing, yes. throwing yeah, they're dollar throwing bills at him. And they're saying, come, all different come, currencies. come, yeah. come. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, more dollars, more dollars. More and then when dollars, they hit a certain more, limit, he, yeah. he busts our More limit. euros. He yeah. busts, yeah, more... Yeah. More euros, more fucking yen, yeah. and, then he just, and then he busts on command. Um, yeah, that's what he means. Hands, not... hands free busting makes me feel good. I ain't afraid of no busting. I ain't afraid of no busting. Yeah, I don't want you to like, think that Evan, you know, does anything weird for money. It's just yeah. like normal, the normal jerk-off circle. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Where he, and uh, that's I, how we paid for the show. Yeah, yep, that's, hey, this pays for the, that's pays for the, the roof over my head. Which leads me to a quick interlude. Uh, you yeah. should find us on Patreon. Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to have to do the jerk-off circles yeah. anymore, folks. Yeah. I've been, I've been riding him pretty hard on that front, so. Yeah. Yep. I've been pimping my poor boy out there i only have so much fluid yeah. you know what i mean and you i'm starting like drink so much milk I'm, I'm like a i'm like a tree that's been tapped of all of its maple you know yeah. he's oh. already bought all the gatorade zero at the corner store yeah, yeah. seriously uh, like, we can't afford to keep the lights on at this place yeah so. how much gatorade is a man supposed to drink you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's busting smaller and smaller nuts yeah these, yeah yeah they just I'm, don't pay for him like they used to I'm getting less and less yuan per per spurt these days, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so back to the ProPublica article. Um, for much of the 20th century, urologists devoted themselves to the prostate, testes, kidneys, and bladder. A man's sexual function, or lack thereof, was largely considered a matter for psychoanalysts to puzzle over. It wasn't until the late 1970s that a handful of researchers began demonstrating that erectile troubles, though occasionally psychogenic, were primarily vascular in cause. Their discoveries transformed the mercurial penis, John Updike's demon of sorts, whose performance is erratic and whose errands seem at times ridiculous, into a tameable medical object. Get that uh, shit hard! Get it hard! <laughs> Take a pill, uh, it was get that- it hard! Yeah, it was at this moment of upheaval that upheaval that that Elist entered the clannish, hypermasculine world of American urology. I fucking fuck off. <laughs> um, raised in a Sephardic family in Iran, he completed a residency in Washington D.C. just before the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Okay, instead of interesting going, backstory already. Yeah, uh, instead of going home, he remained in the states and went into private practice in Beverly Hills. There, he joined the vanguard of physicians who were treating impotence with a suite of novel procedures, such as injections and inflatable penis prostheses. 
Mm-hmm. If the penis is the antenna to a man's soul, then James Ellis must be the Marconi of medicine. Hustler announced in a 1993 profile. And James Ellis must be the macaroni of medicine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Larry Flint, the magazine's publisher, was among his celebrity clientele. So Larry Flint has a fucking fake cock? I, I guess, yeah. Isn't Larry Flint confined to a wheelchair? Or wasn't? I don't know if he's even still alive. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Did Larry Flint die? Yeah. Well, that's Larry Flint Jr. I want Larry Flint Sr. Larry Flint died in 2021. Okay. R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah, he was an interesting guy. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yep. All right. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so it was actually with the explosion. Of, this is my words. It was with the explosion of breast enlargement surgeries in the late 90s that Ellis realized he could cash the fuck in by making a male equivalent with dick enlargement. One problem, of course, is that a fully functioning dick is needed to, you know, actually have sex. So that might pose a bit of a problem for me personally. You know, you lose sensation in, in your tits with breast enlargement. I'm sure that sucks. Mm-hmm. You can still fuck like normal. Yeah. Uh, you lose sensation in your dick. Well, show's over. Yeah. Um, it's curtains. Um, you know, uh, like hacking my boy up seems like it could cause permanent sensation loss. I mean, I've had surgery on my leg before, and there's a whole part of my leg and foot now that is totally numb to the touch. I've yeah. never gotten feeling back there. And that surgery was six years ago. Um, so sirens would be going off in my head about slicing up my dick and putting shit inside. There are pros to that, though. Like, I don't know if you've ever caught me, but whenever I've slept at your place, I, I lick that part of your foot every time, and you've mm-hmm. never, never woken up. Or if you have, you've never said anything about it. It's because I've liked it. Hmm. So I pretend to not know. Oh, I've had the wrong foot this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, is this the left foot? <laughs> so you've been, been lying to me this whole time that I've been licking you? there with my wa- eyes You've been enjoying it? Faster. Faster. <laughs> I just feel like a fucking hand on the back of my chest. <laughs> forcing you down. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, so anyway, it looks like I'm not the only one concerned here. Other doctors, according to ProPublica, echoed my fear. Uh, as he toyed with an early prototype for the Panuma, other doctors were dismissive. This is from the article. Yeah. Uh, the penis, a tentacle that shrinks and swells with an exquisite sensitivity, <laughs> was nothing like the breast. It wouldn't be possible, they told him, to put something static under its elastic skin. Um, so there's also the an penis FDA. that exquisite tentacle. <laughs> tentacle. Fucking like these are not people. <laughs> these are not people that are being quoted in this article. <laughs> like what the fuck? Who nobody, talks about their dick like that? Nobody talks like this. <laughs> Who talks about ah, their the dick penis, like this? That that indefinable exquisite yeah. tentacle. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Please put this ineffable tentacle attached to my pelvis inside your mouth. Apologies for my wobbly <laughs> erection, but I've had my suspensor <laughs> ligament snipped. <laughs> it creates a quite comedic effect during sex. When I come, it's like one of those fucking things that you <laughs> Wait, know what I'm talking got, about. Yeah. The, the tube man. It's yeah, like a tube Wacky man. waving inflatable arm flailing tube Yeah, man. just fucking sputtering sperm all over the room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So these are back to my words. Um, there's also an FDA exception for testing known as the 510K process, wherein extensive clinical studies are not needed for medical device implants if they are demonstrated to be, quote, substantially equivalent to those already on the market. So Ellis marketed the Panuma as a device for, quote, cosmetic correction of soft, soft tissue deformities, and the FDA cleared the device. A word noticeably lacking from the indicated use? Penis. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what soft tissues anywhere. are we talking about? Soft tissues that become hard? Yeah. The bulbo spongiosis, maybe? <laughs> Mr. Potter, is that your bulbo spongiosis? Have you completed your potion so much, Potter? Is that your bulbo spongiosis? <laughs> ah, Potter, unleash your exquisite tentacle. <laughs> Please put the bulbo spongiosis away. Tentacular exposure. <laughs> oh, um, man. All right, so back to the ProPublica article. Yeah. Despite the FDA imprimatur, persuading men to get the implant was a challenge, even after one of his patients, Brian, a 20 something with biceps the size of porterhouse steaks, began. <laughs> Dude, this article is fucking insane. Some of the comparisons. Like, porterhouse steaks? Odd, like, what the What fuck? an odd thing to compare a bicep I to. <laughs> began modeling it for prospective customers. <laughs> Brian, who later referred to himself as Ellis Spokespenis, told me he also moderated content on My New Size, an online forum for male enhancement, where Ellis' invention was often extolled. Still, by 2014, the doctor was averaging barely 100 implant surgeries a year. It wasn't until the 2016 GQ article that his device, newly christened the Panuma, an acronym for Penis New Man, was propelled from the margins to the mainstream. The New Yorker-like GQ is owned by Condé Nast. Um, by the end of the year, Ellis was doing roughly 60 Panuma procedures a month. Like, what the fuck? He's just fucking doubling, tripling in a day. Mm-hmm. Just like, he's just fucking hacking dicks up left and right. Um, and his eldest son, Jonathan, left a job at fucking McKinsey to become the CEO What's of McKinsey? Inter- I don't even know what McKinsey I'll, is. I'll get that into a second. Uh, oh, okay. McKinsey to become the CEO of International Medical Devices, as they call their family firm. These are my words. It's I'm working for McKinsey, the management consulting firm that has been implicated in price-fixing scandals. Okay. And that is hired to basically gut companies, and also who Mayor Pete Buttigieg used to work for is really just the icing on the penis cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, was working for McKinsey during this, like, bread price-fixing scandal in Canada oh. um, a few years, a number of years ago. Um, but, yeah, like, they're, they're so famous that they're usually just called the firm. Gotcha. Uh, or the agency, one of those two. And yeah, they're, they're, um, companies hire them, and they just gut all of the employees and like benefits. And Fuck yeah, like dude. Well, we love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so much like uh, his work with McKinsey gutting uh, companies of their workers, he's <clears throat> gutting a man of their penises functions um, and helping his dad do such. Nice. Uh, really, the Panuma is the McKinsey of the penis. Um, <laughs> so... At this point, Ellis and his company began to recruit all over the urology world to promote his new procedure, mainly recruiting doctors that specialized in restoring erectile performance after prostate cancer, diabetes, etc. There were unsafe methods of increasing penis size through quacks and plastic surgeons, resulting in at least one prominent death of a billionaire 
Belgian-Israeli on a Parisian operating table. And so the well-to-do urologist of the world began to embrace the procedure, and more Panuma procedures started happening outside of Ellis Imagine Beverly Hills. Imagine getting office. to the point where you, you you've you've made it through like the great struggles of life. You're a billionaire. You can actually live comfortably and have whatever you want, yeah. and you die getting your fucking cock chopped off. <laughs> like elected. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah. you're just like it's like the fucking submarine. Yeah. Sorry, yep. can't feel bad for someone who has everything. Icarus, dude, yeah. Dying during, like, the dumbest elective, elective surgery. Yeah, you time. you have so much money that your penis size could literally never be an issue. You're a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Yeah, bro? penis size only matters if you're, like, if you have to convince people to date you based on, like, your personality. And, yeah. And, like, your, you know, whatever sex appeal, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, so back to the ProPublica article. Soon afterward, the pandemic began fueling a boom in the male augmentation market, a development its pioneers attribute to an uptick in porn consumption, work-from-home policies that let patients recover in private, and important refinements of technique. Guys got so bored <laughs> during, during the, the, the pandemic that they just started yeah. hacking their dicks up. Men will yeah. literally get penis implants instead of going to therapy. Yeah. This morning with a bad hangover And my penis was missing again This happens all the time It's detachable This comes in handy a lot of the time I can leave it home when I think It's going to get me in trouble Or I can rent it out when I don't need it But now and then I go to a party Get drunk and the next morning I can't for the life of me Remember what I did with it First I looked around my apartment And I couldn't find it so I called up the place where the party was, they hadn't seen it either. I asked them to check the medicine cabinet, cause for some reason I leave it there sometimes, but not this time. So I told them if it pops up to let me know. I called a few people who were at the party, but they were no help either. I was starting to get desperate. I really don't like being without my penis for too long. It makes me feel like less of a man, and I really hate having to sit down every time I take a leap. After a few hours of searching the house and calling everyone I could think of, I was starting to get very depressed, so I went to the Kiev and ate breakfast. Then as I walked down 2nd Avenue towards St. Mark's Place, where all those people sell used books and other junk on the street, I saw my penis lying on a blanket next to a broken toaster oven. Some guy was selling it. I had to buy it off him. He wanted 22 bucks, but I talked him down to 17. I took it home, washed it off, and put it back on. I was happy again, complete. People sometimes tell me I should get it permanently attached, but I don't know. Even though sometimes it's a pain in the ass, I like having a detachable penis.
um, so the fringe penoplasty fads of the 90s, primitive fat injections, cadaver skin grafts, had now been surpassed not just by implants, but by injectable fillers. Mm -hmm. In Las Vegas, Ed Zimmerman, who trained as a family practitioner, is now known for his proprietary hap penis injections. He saw a 69% nice jump in enhancement clients after rebranding himself in 2021 as TikTok's TikTok <laughs> in Manhattan. <laughs> the plastic surgeon. I do like that. Yeah, TikTok's TikTok. Yeah, in Manhattan, the plastic surgeon David Schaefer estimates that his signature swag shot, short for Schaefer Within Girth, <laughs> accounts for half of his practice. These dudes are just fucking cooking now. Um, oh my god! The treatment starts at ten thousand dollars, doesn't require general anesthesia, and can be reversed with the injection of an enzyme. In Atlanta, Prometheus by Dr. Malik, a fillers clinic, has been fielding requests from private equity investors. In a business that's often reduced to a punchline, enhancement entrepreneurs are unusually vocal about the perceived or actual chicanery of their rivals, whom they see as posing a threat to their fledgling legitimacy. What can we do to keep patients out of the hands of these charlatans? Paul Perito, who developed a popular filler named Eurofill, asked colleagues at a recent webinar attended by doctors across the world. He displayed a slide highlighting an ad by Victor Loria, an osteopath and erstwhile hair transplant specialist, erstwhile hair transplant specialist, mm -hmm. uh, headquartered in Miami, whose permanent penile filler injections were on sale for $14,950. Loria's concoction, mixed in-house, includes liquid silicone oil, which is typically used to refill damaged eyeballs. Perito described Loria's methods as practically criminal. But Loria, who self-identifies as the highest volume permanent penile filler administrator in the nation, self-identifies as this, denies unethical conduct, defends the safety record of his product, and told me that Perito and his, quote, bandits were just upset that he'd stepped into the, the urologist's sandbox. Mm -hmm. They're just jealous, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're jealous, yeah. Well, what the Penuma promised the urologist was effectively what it promised patients, the chance to make it even bigger. Even as costs soar, physician reimbursement rates from Medicare for complex operations have declined. Inserting an inflatable penile prosthesis to treat erectile dysfunction brings a surgeon around $800. Mm -hmm. For the Penuma procedure, which is not covered by insurance, that same surgeon can pocket six times as much. Nice, dude. So back to my words. Again, this is what I'm getting at. Preying on people's body dysmorphia by selling them unnecessary implants for the penis that can permanently destroy their sex life. I mean, they have optional ball enlargers. Yeah, well, the ball enlarger sounds sick. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want fucking huge nuts? You know that when you get your dog um, fixed, you can have uh, silicone balls implanted? Mm -hmm. That's an option for people that feel yeah. self-conscious about their dogs not having balls. Yeah. Uh, they So I'm not surprised that people can do it to themselves. That makes yeah. more sense to me than having your dog's balls replaced. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't want them thinking my dog has no balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got balls. They're just not his. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, all right. So back to Mick, our hero from earlier. Four months after his surgery, Mick mm -hmm. still did not have any sensation in his penis. So he had a call with Ellis and was again reassured that, that the sensation would return in time. Four months. This poor dude dropped about 22000 on the surgery. From ProPublica. In the paperwork Mick had initialed on the day of the surgery, a clause said the clinic highly discourages seeking information elsewhere as the information provided can be false, misleading, and inaccurate. <laughs> One day, though, Mick opened Google and searched Ellis Panuma Numb. I was looking for people to tell me, oh yeah, I yeah. waited three months and now everything's fine. I'm very happy, he said. Those people were hard to find. Okay, so this is a certified left on red uh, um, 
piece of advice. If someone sells you anything, even a fucking $5 smoothie, and prior to selling you such goods, Mm -hmm. they made you sign documents that discouraged you from seeking information from anyone else who sold those goods. No, you cannot talk to anybody else who's drank one of our smoothies. Do not do that. You just have to try this one. But do Mm -hmm. not talk to anybody else who's gone through this before. My brother, you are getting sold snake oil, and you need to turn around and run fast. That motherfucker is is ringing up the fucking goddamn receipt, and your balls and dick are going to be fucked for life, man. Come on. (laughs) Dude, yeah, insane. Yeah. Insane, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So, now, are you ready for this shit? Big Dick Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's a cool nickname. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. This is where shit is about to get fucked. This episode has been tamed so far Mm -hmm. to what the fuck you're about to hear. All right. (laughs) So, from ProPublica, a truck driver whose device dug into his pubic bone told me that he felt like a prisoner in my own body. Jesus, that's so dark, dude. An executive at at an adhesive company who hid his newly bulging crotch behind a shopping bag when walking the dog began to have nightmares in which he castrated himself. (laughs) A sales specialist at an industrial supply store sent me his diary, which imagined Ellis as its addressee. I wish you you would have told me I would lose erect length, he wrote. I wish you would have told me it could shift and pinch my urethra and make it difficult to urinate. So, <laughs> obviously, like, yeah, it sucks that these people got taken advantage of, but, like, yeah. there's something inherently comedic about, like, uh. men rushing to get the fucking big dong surgery and then just being like, oh, fuck, it looks weird. <laughs> like, oh, shit, it, oh, it sucks. Fuck. It looks, it looks real it weird. It looks like shit, man. It looks, oh, I shouldn't have got the triple XL. It's, like, fucking really big, dude. Like, <laughs> Fuck, man! I can't even keep oh, this fuck, shit. Oh fuck, dude! Now I got this I, huge weird dick on me. <laughs> I can't even zip up my jeans, man. What the I gotta fuck? I got a stupid fucking bag when I walk the dog, dude. Oh, dude, I got this huge weird fucking dick on me, dude. <laughs> Look at this fucking thing. It's like an alien dick. <laughs> it hurts when I pee, man. I can't like, even it's too fucking, fucking big now. It keeps moving around. Now it's on top of my dick. It's supposed to be under. Oh, um, God. All right, back it's to the just article. Like, uh, I mean, yep. so sorry, sorry. Yeah. You guys. All right, back back to the article. It was tricky to bend over to tie the laces of winter boots. Tricky to slip on a condom. Tricky to sleep in a comfortable position. Well, yeah, tricky dude, it's to like stretch. trying to put a condom over a fucking eggplant. Yeah, <laughs> tricky to spoon. It makes you look like you're always semi-erect, a health spa vice president said of his <laughs> Yeah, <banana>. man. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't let my kids sit on my lap. I couldn't jump on the trampoline with them. Just fucking just hog flying in the air. I couldn't jump on the trampoline with them. I even felt like a pervert hugging my friends. And God forbid you get an actual erection because then you have to run and hide it. Why would you run and hide? Hey, hey, bro. It's good to see you. Sorry about my humongous cock. I'm- <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking... Hey, man. So- yeah, it's Can you kinda- imagine next time you see me, you go to give me a hug and you're just like, Oh, dude, is that like a giant dick pressing against me? Yeah, it's <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. I had my, uh, I had a large hard plastic sheath uh, applied. I had basically to my like a, a hot dog so bone inserted into my dick skin. Yeah, I just always have a fucking huge semi-soft yeah. boner now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it only cost me ten grand. It's not. No. Um, not everyone minded. 
Uh, back to the article. Mm-hmm. Kaylin Strauss, a 35-year-old life coach, was thrilled by both the, quote, restaurant-sized pepper mill between his legs and the kilt he began wearing to accommodate. This dude just went full pervert. He's like, everybody check out my fucking huge hog. Yeah. Like, this this dude loves me, it. Do you remember a video that I showed you years ago of a Maybe. guy, and I saw this in high school, of a guy who had been periodically injecting silicone into his own cock until it was just like a monstrous blob? No. And he he like loved it. I gotta. I'm gonna try to find this. Uh, okay, man. All right. Back back to the article though. Yeah. Um. Richard Haig Jr., a 75 year old, pa- a 74, a 74 year old, 74. This dude's 74 and he's getting this shit. A 74 year old pastor at a Baptist church in Niagara Falls said his implant made him feel like quote a wild stallion. Contented customers told me they were feeling better about their bodies and having better sex too. But even they acknowledged that getting a panuma could require adjusting not just to a different appendage, but to a different way of life. As one pleased Ellis patient counseled others, you have to treat your penis like a Rolex. Now this is where things are going to get very bad. Are you listening? Mm-hmm. Okay. For dozens of panuma patients who spoke to me, the shock of the new was the prelude to graver troubles. Some, like Mick, lost sensation. Others said they experienced stabbing pains in the shower or during sex. Seroma, or excess fluid, was not uncommon. When a defense and intelligence contractor's girlfriend, a registered nurse, aspirated his seroma with a sterile needle, a cup of amber fluid oozed out. (laughs) The one time they tried to have sex, she told me, the corners of his implant felt like, quote, someone sticking a butter knife inside you. Some implants got infected or detached. Others buckled at the corners. Occasionally, these protrusions broke through the skin, forming holes that would fester. The hole of the health spa vice president was so tiny that he originally mistook its fermented odor for an STD. An engineer with gallows humor played me a video of the snorting crunch his penis made when air moved through a hole. He had two holes, and the skin between them eventually eroded so that a corner of the implant emerged pearlescent. Festering wound with just the panuma sticking out from under the skin, like cutting through the skin. Continuing, later doctors unaffiliated with the panuma would compare such penises to a torpedo, a penguin, a pig in a blanket, a beer can with a mushroom sticking out on the top, and the and the tip down nose of the concord. But the imperturbable assistants at Ellis Clinic, besieged by photographs documenting these phenomena, told patients that they were, quote, healing as expected and, quote, continuing to heal well. You've got a festering hole in your dick and you're healing well. It was only after months had passed and the men insisted they weren't healing well at all that Ellis would sometimes suggest that an upgrade to a bigger size would resolve their problems. Ellis said in the deposition that upgrades are, quote, part of the process of the procedure, noting that some patients, quote, might need the upgrade with the larger implant or the longer implant, and that happens often. Faced with the prospect of more surgeries, some men began quietly to seek other advice. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is my words again. There's lots more horror stories out there on various male enhancement message boards, including one instance of Dr. Ellis offering 5000 a whole $5,000 to a user who posted on fallow boards about how their panuma resulted in an abscess forming. 
The whopping $5,000 was to delete the posts and sign a form releasing the clinic of any liability. Man, that's like less, that's like one third the cost of the procedure that fucked his dick up to begin with. Um, another man, then 26 years old, Emmanuel Jackson, won the contest for a free Panuma. Eventually, after things had really gone south, he learned that his Panuma had fractured into pieces that were floating under dude, his skin. This is he, sad. Dude, he was warned by other <clears throat> fallow boards users that getting it out could be worse than the initial procedure. He was right, as Jackson attempted suicide shortly after the reversal procedure. Fuck, man. Another doctor, Mark Solomon, has made an entire business out of undoing the damage that Panuma surgeries have done to men, and he claims that he's been threatened for shedding light on the procedure from ProPublico. As the number of Panuma procedures increased, a cottage industry emerged to treat what Solomon describes as a new class of, quote, penile cripples. <laughs> what do you brand a reconstruct? No, it's imagine being in that category of people. Yeah, I'm. Do you think they at least get like a fucking I'm a handicap? penile cripple? Do you think they at least get like a handicap parking placard for their car? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The guy, guy, uh, he parks in like a handicap spot and gets out walking fine. And somebody <clears> looks at them like the inquisitive look, and he just points his dick. Fucked up dick. My dick's crippled. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I can park here. I have um, shards of silicone floating in there. I tried, I tried to make my dick bigger, but now yeah. it's just got shards of broken and shit it, in I there. Tried the, I tried to make my dick bigger, and it, and it worked, and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. So anyway, yeah, I can park here, so yeah. you can use the normal spot. No, I agree. I should have just been happy with. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fine before. Yeah, no, no one, no one literally ever complained. I'm just, yeah, just me. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess uh, you can. You're in a wheelchair. Yeah, you, I, you just park over there. Yeah, when I'm done, I'm. I'll be in only. I'll be quick in there. Yeah, I just gotta get a uh, Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, William Brandt, a reconstructive urologist in Salt Lake City, who told me he sees about ten Panuma patients a month, noted, "quote The deep despair of men who can't unring the bell." Gordon Muir, a urologist in London, said that he's been taking out Panumas all the way across the bloody pond. But other reconstructive surgeons asked to speak confidentially because they were afraid of being sued. Solomon had received a cease and desist letter from Ellis Lawyers arguing that the mere mention of Panuma on his website infringed on the implant's trademark. Solomon now notes his expertise in treating complications from penis enlargement implants instead. Mm -hmm. Solomon says that no matter what, the men who get the procedure are never the same, even if they get it reversed. The damage is permanent. Back to the article. Jesus. When a foreign object is placed in the body... <clears throat> The body reacts by forming an envelope of tissue around it. In the penis, a retractable organ, this new tissue can distort shape and mobility, causing the penis to shorten and curve. The disfigurement can be exacerbated if the penuma is removed, Solomon explains, since the penis can contract to seal up the vacuum of space, a phenomenon that patients have called the mini-dick or dicklet phase. Dude, so imagine you get this procedure to make your dick bigger. It gets all fucked up, you get it removed, and then your dick is smaller than it was to begin with. <laughs> okay, and now all I came here for the Panuma, and all I got was this lousy dicklet. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Um, in order to get their penis back to a normal length pre-surgery, extensive rehab is needed, including wearing a condom with a metal weight at its tip six hours a day, or using a device known as the Restore X that has been compared to a medieval torture rack. Jesus, <laughs> dude. These poor guys are just putting their dude. So, so imagine instead of doing instead of right doing here. the weighted dick exercises and the gel king, you get the Panuma. 
it gets fucked up. You get taken out, and your dick is so small now that to get it back to the tiny length that it was to begin with, you, you got to do, do the, the jelking. Rack, you got to do the weights of the jelking. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I mean, you putting your dick into a fucking rack and like turning it, <laughs> just fucking torturing it. God. Urologists across the field state that the complications from the procedure can result in, quote, devastating and, quote, uncorrectable complications for men. Whew. And now as a bit of a postscript. Uh, we've got a war of dicks going on here. Um, dude, the so, dick, dick war, dude. Yeah. So now, hysterically, there is also some internecine conflict going on in the war of dick mutilating quack mm-hmm. doctors. Uh, Ellis is currently at legal war with a group of surgeons from Houston over their Augmenta prototype penis enlargement which was developed by dr robert cornell who is attempting to quote correct the deficiencies of the panuma and this has made ellis very upset so he watched ellis do a panuma um um procedure uh under the guise that he was going to uh become a panuma doctor mm-hmm. and he was like this dude's doing it all fucked up he's fucking these dudes dicks up hard and then he came up with his own implant and has started doing that and now ellis is suing him it's um, called the new p ma <laughs> just short for i got a new penis mom yep so ellis is attempting to prevent the augmenta from coming to market while he is engaging in his own legal battles against his patients who claimed that the horrific complications described previously were never adequately made clear by ellis ellis is of course claiming that the medical pirates as he calls them are just aping off his life's work of botching people's dicks into de- deformed husks because that's his business and it ain't honest but it's much work dude yep <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, first of all, we got a lot of episode out of that. Uh, yeah. That is, man, <laughs> I seriously, okay, wasn't as gory and gross as I was worried it was going to be. I mean, kind, yeah. you know, kind of gross, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I have never felt so fucking affirmed and happy Yeah. with my body. Uh, yep. I feel really, really... My uh, dick looks normal and works great. Yep. <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, though, like I feel genuinely really sad oh. to think about like that level of yeah. like body dysmorphia. Yep. Um, and I think you know most people have struggled with some version of you know that in their life, but like this is really mm-hmm. intense shit, and these people are out here like preying on yeah, preying people on who these are poor, these who, poor people who would more more appropriately you know, maybe be referred to like some sort of therapist or yeah. or somebody who could kinda help them work through like whatever it is they're working with. And yeah. instead this I mean, dude's dude, just this, like this not guy... I'll chop it open and shove this plastic yeah. in there. It's gonna be I mean awesome. dude, this guy Mick has like a boyfriend. He's in like a committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Someone loves like, you. Yeah. That's hard enough to find. Somebody loves that tiny little penis you got. Yeah man. <laughs> yeah man. That's their tiny little penis. What they don't want is like Sharp fucked up envelope corners, yeah. and they don't then want to feel like you're shoving holes. a toilet paper tube up there. Yeah, or yeah. or a butter knife. Yeah, a butter knife. Yeah, worse than a toilet paper no. tube. Um, but yeah. Anyway, fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's that's heinous. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say though, it's, it's a great episode. Yeah, thank you. Yep. I think this is going to be a real funny one. Yeah, me too. That was something. Yeah, I've been. I've been. <laughs> Dude, I have been I, excited to hear your reaction to this for months now. <laughs> so fucking gnarly. I haven't. Man. I specifically haven't sent you this article 
because yeah. I knew I was eventually going to do an episode on it, and I oh, wanted your great. unadulterated reaction. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I hope I delivered. Uh, you did, yep. Okay, cool, because that okay. was, I feel, viscerally changed yep. by the, uh, by the, the Panuma. <laughs> the, the, the penis new man. All right, so, anyways, folks, that is our Panuma episode. Yeah, man. Uh, uh thanks for yep. that uh we did a we did a mid episode we did do a, a plug for patreon but yep. that is still going strong so uh, yeah so um yeah so if, if you like the show and you would like to contribute some small monthly amount uh, to help to keep the podcast going you can um subscribe <clears throat> to us at patreon.com backslash left unread and we have a new subscriber so um uh for the new subscribers we'll thank them on an episode i'll uh, just use the first name um, we, we don't want to dox anybody, so we want to thank Artemis for signing up. Uh, thank you cool, very much. Cool, cool, cool. Artemis, um, like the Greek goddess of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, uh, yep, uh, if you like the episode, you can go there. And once we get to a certain number of sus- subscribers, I'm thinking like 50, we can start doing um, um, Patreon-only episodes just to give some yeah. content. Yeah, um, I think 50 sounds like a good goal. If we get to yep. 50 subscribers, we'll start doing some fucking shit for you guys. We'll do some freaky yeah. shit for you guys. We'll yeah, go get we'll a Panuma. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll draw straws and see which one of us has to, has to get a Panuma. Like, as yeah, a we'll bit. flip a coin to see which one of us has to get a dick mutilated <laughs> like for you guys. Permanently then... fucking jacked up. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, if you like the show and you'd like to contribute, you can go to, again, patreon.com backslash left unread. If you have uh, any, and then uh, if you if you are a subscriber, you can send us a message on there. If there's anything that you would like um, for us to do, maybe to make it more worth your money, because um, we want you to feel satisfied yeah. and, and, we and will, giving we us will your money. Obviously, you know, not to exclude everyone else, we, we will accept suggestions for everybody, but we will we will yeah. take subscriber suggestions uh, much more seriously. Much more seriously <laughs> on account of oh. that's that's money where your mouth is type shit right there. So yep. we want to put our mouth where your money is. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, By that I just yes. mean say what you want us to say. We'll be your mouthpiece. We'll be your we'll mouthpiece, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll say yeah. anything. Um, we'll say literally anything on air for your, yep. for your money. Fuck yeah, dude! For five bucks, I'll fucking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, um, uh, if uh, and if you can't if you can't do that, if you can't afford that, that's fine. Um, you can you can support the show by um, rating and reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. Um, so that always helps to get us to new listeners. We also spread by word of mouth, so you can tell people about us. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers um, that you, if you, as long as you're not too embarrassed by the content of the episodes. Sure. Yeah, you know um, the ones that you can and can't share it with. We'll yeah. just put it that way. Yeah, like exactly. for me, for example, I don't share it with anyone because I make it. So <laughs> yeah. no, uh, I'm just kidding. But yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you know who can and can't hear this episode yep, in your exactly. life, and if you're unsure. Yep. They can. Yeah, they can. If you're not sure, they can probably People have it. stronger stomachs than you think. Yeah. Um, like me, for example. I haven't yeah. puked once, and I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I nervous. thought I would puke, but this isn't my favorite type of shit. Yeah. But um, I but did yeah. like this. But yeah, so anyway, um, if you don't have anything left to add, then I think we can leave it there. No, except that I do think that our parting message should be to reiterate, you, you're, you're beautiful. And your you should love your body. Your, your penis is fucking rock, rocking. If you're a penis-having person, your penis rocks. And listen, I hope that you learn to love it as much as uh, we do. Listen, there is somebody out there right now that wishes that your penis was inside of their mouth. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. 
and you're listening to them right now. Well, they let old Pete out of jail. He went back to his store. All the women who wet his bail were waiting on Pete to chop some more. Yeah. 